Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Hey, Pasuk Ches, Hoi Magia Bias Bias Sadeh. This last part of Perik Hey is called the chapter of six Hoi's. The expression Hoi means just what it sounds. Woe or oive, it is a cry from the heart or the navi of frustration, of just total puzzlement, of total um, anguish at the behavior of B'nai Yisrael. And it is interesting, the Mephoshim pointed, while there are six in this parrot, Yishayahu uses the expression hoi, like in the beginning we learned hoi go chotei. Woe, sinful nation. He uses it in Yeshayo a total of 22 times. Point out the Mephoshim, balancing this is in Tehillim, Melech David uses the expression Ashrei, which is at the other side of the spectrum. Blessed are you, happy are you, 22 times. Also, 22 uh, letters are the letters of the Torah. There are 22, so it has a mystical numerical value. But in this case, the Navi is going to lacerate them with six different situations where they have done sinful things, and more seriously, they are going to pay for them. And what's interesting, at least I find, is that these six hires are as relevant today as you would have in those days. They are still the topic of Musser and uh, invective. So let's get right into it. First one. Hoi magiai beis b'bayis sodeh b'sodeh yakrivu ad efes mokom b'shaftem levatchem b'kerev ha'orez. Woe to those who extend, who encroach their house on the houses of others and their fields on the fields of others until there is no more place for those who they are encroaching, who shaftem levatchem bekerev ha'oretz, and you are going to be left yourselves. The whole idea is to usurp the land. We're talking about the exploitation of the poor. We're talking about expropriating their property. We're talking about lending them money, and when they cannot make a payment, we foreclose simply because we want their land. And so what we've done is we extend our house to the next rich person's house. We don't want the poor amongst us. Moreover, at the same time, the Mephoshim say, we have abandoned anything that will help the poor. We abandoned giving maser. We abandoned giving those... Um, Stuckos, where on the land you leave peah, leket, shikacha, where the poor can glean the wheat, can get something. In other words, the whole idea is squeezing and just exploiting the poor till you've got their land, you've got their homes, you've extended the size of your land. Hilly, so is he is he saying if you if you wanted to, could you take this? and um, point to halacha in, in the Torah somewhere that says all these things are things you shouldn't do. 
Well, right. Absolutely. Okay. And they're ignoring they're ignoring the whole concept of Maser, giving their tithe to charity, leaving part of the fields to poor. Yeah, they've done that completely. So if you observe if you're observant of the Torah, you none of this would be happening. Well, no, because we're also gonna point out that hey, there are guys there that do everything. They're in shul, they do this, they do that, but they still is absolutely meaningless to them. No, no, I get that, but, but, but if, they, if they were observant, truly observant, that the things that they're doing that he's talking about oh, right. wouldn't be happening. Right, if they did the halacha, if they did what's commanded of them. Pasuk test, but as nei Hashem meaning that the Kaddish Baruch hears this, he sees everything that's happening. You're not fooling anybody. In low batim rabim l'shama yuhukadolim v'tovim me'ain yoshev. So what he will do is, yes, the houses will stay uh, elegant and stately, but they will be like desolate. Uh, they will remain gedolim v'tovim me'ain yoshev, but no one will dwell therein because you are going to be exiled. You are going to be destroyed. The houses, fine. They can stay. And it's for the land you've expropriated that the vineyard that you have planted uh, the best by ever will yield maybe one-tenth of the value. And the Zerachomer Yase Eifa. An Eifa is one tenth of a Homer. For every Homer you plant, maybe you'll eke out a tenth of the land. In other words, the fertility of the land will stop. The produce will stop. You are going to starve. There's going to be famine. And that is the first high the total exploitation and disregard of the poor. Second one, Pesach Yedalov. Hai mashkimim baboker sheikhar yudifu meacharai b'neshef yayin hadli kam. Woe to those who get up the first thing in the morning and want wine, drink wine, chase after wine. Meacharai b'neshef yayin yadli kam. And later in the day and in the evening, it is the thirst, the hunger for wine that lights them up which is a very strange accusation, but it certainly is a metaphor for something else. It means, of course, that they are totally given over to the physical, to the Gashmirs. They could care less. And as the Mephoshim points out, Rashi points out, that um, in the morning they jump up for wine. What about chakras? What about the brachos? Nothing. They just are after their physical pleasures from the moment they get up. More of a hoyokinar. Then they find that they have these parties, which the um, hint is sometimes that they're, they're orgies. That's, there's no other way to describe them. Hoyokinar, their harps, the navel, flutes, toad, drums, the khalil, the yayin mishtaihir. And yayin is the key staple of their feast. The Espoel Hashem Lo Yabitu, they do not look at the work of the Kodesh Barhu, Umase Yodav Loro, his handicraft they are not interested in. Um, uh, Rashi says there, Lo Kilsu Shachris Yotzer Or, 
below Arvis, Hamari, Raravim. They don't do the davening. The davening especially that exalts the handiwork of the Kaddish Baruch The Radak has a fascinating uh, explanation of what the handicraft of the Kaddish Baruch Hu they should be following. It's interesting, and let me read it to you. Maseyodav Chachmas HaKochavim. They should study astrology, is what they're saying, the, the wonders of the universe. Because through the study of astrology, a person will arrive at the greatness of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, And further, as Rotsalamar Kola Omeid Asod Briyosam Yedak Vodo El, that if you study the, the creation, if you study the constellations, you will understand again the, the respect for the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Moreover, um, he says the same thing Rashi says. They don't dive in chakras. They don't dive in myru. They don't say Yotzer or Marivarun. Ze Poel Hashem. This is the handicraft of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, and so they don't follow it. Therefore, my nation will be exiled without knowledge of the covenant of the Shem. There will be Masera of, there will be terrible famine, and the multitudes will die literally of thirst. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Terrible prophecy. The earth will open up, the depths of the earth, the Gehenna will open up to be able to take in the amount of bodies that Opara Pia Livli hope. They're going to be without ability to count them, the corpses that are going to descend into Gehenna. The Yorad Hadara Rahamona Usha'ono They are going to fall in the robe on those who have sinned and interestingly and it has to be sarcastic and there they will find happiness etc um, when that finally occurs to them the haughty will fall uh, their arrogance will fall to the ground and now, you give with one hand, you would take with what you give with the other. The Kaddish Baruch who ultimately will be exalted in Mishpat, in judgment. And his name will be sanctified when the time comes for righteousness. Uh, the rogue fussing kidavram, the charvos machayim gorim yochanu, and at the same time, the fat, or the fussing, um, the animals will be destroyed, the charvos mechim gorim yochanu will be consumed. Next, hi, pasuk yud ches. Hi, Moshe Avon bechavli hashav uchavos haagola chatosa. Beautiful metaphor. And it is so true that those Moshe Avon Bechavle Hashab, you start doing these sins on the thin thread, as it were, on a thin single thread, and it grows. In the end, Ka'avos Ha'agola Chata. It's like the giant thick ropes that pull 
wagons and chariots. In other words, man starts by sinning in a slow, casual, almost um, lightheaded way, and then it just grows and grows, and we know that to be a fact. Ha'omri mi maher, and these people have the arrogance, says the Navi. Ha'omri mi maher, yachisha maseh If we're so bad, if we're so evil, where's the punishment? Where are we being judged? Let the wisdom in the council of the Kaddish Baruch Hu come and we'll see if we're bad. In other words, we're challenging God. You think we're so terrible, we challenge you to punish him. Next time. This is so typical, says the Navi of the sinner. What you do, and the Gemara tells us, person that sins and keeps repeating an Avera, sooner or later it's enshrined in his mind as if he's doing a mitzvah. He loses a total sense of reality. So those who say that bad is good, good is bad, um, skylight is, is darkness, darkness is light, bitter is sweet, and sweet is bitter. They, they've completely confounded reality as it so often happens in that day is night, night is day. Next, those who think uh, they are wise, they, what they are doing is wise. We're back to that accusation, but it means it could mean literally those who drink and pursue wine and those brave men who cannot get enough uh, alcohol. It could also be, again, a metaphor for just <clears throat> a greed, lust, avarice. From the righteous, the Russia have taken shochad and they have completely confounded justice with its like They have taken away yasiru mimenu, righteousness, justice. Therefore, as a straw is consumed by Lashon Eish, by a tongue of fire, that a, um, a uh, fire again will destroy the roots, make them rotten, the flowers will be destroyed, they've rejected the Torah Hashem's again, rejected everything of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Al-Kain Chora Af Hashem Ba'amo, he will be furious. Vayat Yadzov Aleihu, Vayakehu, he will strike them. Vayurgizu Ha'harim, Vatihinev Lassam Kisucha Bekerev Chusos. Their bodies will be like refuse on the streets. A terrible vision. Nivlosam Kisucha Bekerev Chusos. Becholzos, and notwithstanding the terrible nature of the punishment, Becholzos lo The Kaddish Baruch Hu isn't finished yet. His anger is still uh, in force, and you are going to see 
more. Benosa rachok, and now the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to summon your enemies to you. he is going to signal with a flag, as it were, to the Goyim from afar. We are specifically referring to Bavel. Vesoraklo, he will literally whistle. Mikseho oretz and they are going to get the message to the Babylonians. They are going to come as fast as they can. They're not going to be tired. They're not going to slumber. Sleep below Yishon or nap. They're not going to unbuckle their armor. They're not going to undo their laces. They aren't going to rest for a minute when they get the word from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. They are going to race here. Their arrows will be sharpened. Their bows will be drawn. The hooves of their animals will not have even a, a stone in them. Next year, they are coming with literally you know, the wind at their back. The dogs are going to bark. They will bark like dogs. They will screech like lions, and they will shout as young lions when they seize their prey. They will seize and destroy, and no one will be here to save you. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu, by that day, will look down. He will look at the flooding of the earth. And there, from where he stands, there is darkness. Total, abject darkness that covers the earth. And with more terrible darkness yet to come. And thus concludes a terrible prophecy, which tomorrow, interestingly, will shift to Perik Vav Emir Tzashem, which is, should be Perik Aleph, as we will see, but it is where Yahushayo uh, is called, or rather volunteers, more accurately, for the Navua, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Shkaf.